Hi friends, it's Abby Feeder, Certified Life and Fertility Coach, and you're listening to The Fertility Chick. This show is all about the path to parenthood, which is never the same for everyone, and our guests' professional success along the way. On behalf of those with frozen embryos, our embryos are loved, so loved. Our bodies work so hard to make eggs, many of us with massive amount of hormones, all of us holding our breath, waiting to hear back from the embryologist with daily updates on how many were fertilized after egg retrieval and holding our breath and gripping to hope that we have plenty to freeze to increase our chances to have a family, waiting each day for an update, then waiting and waiting and waiting and those that opt into genetic testing after paying thousands of dollars to do so to see if there are any healthy embryos for us to transfer. Are embryos equal hope and possibility just to have the opportunity to build a family? Because even then, it isn't guaranteed. We're doing something a little bit different today. It's been quite a week, really a 10 days for the infertility community. And anyone that lives in this country knows that there was a huge ruling made in Alabama that embryos are the same as children. And it sounds crazy, and most people know that it sounds crazy, but not everybody knows why, and not everybody understands the implications of this ruling. The infertility community is aghast about it, extremely upset, hurt, pissed off, rageful, and hoping and wanting to continue to make change for reproductive rights. So today we're going to really dissect it and investigate it, and I cannot wait for you to hear some of the learnings that I've done through social media, through articles, through the news, and some of the thoughts of superstars within this community who just are like feeling like we're living in The Handmaid's Tale, which is exactly how I feel. So my phone has been blowing up with all sorts of articles and texts and social media posts that all of you are sending to me, and I love you so much for that. Thank you. reaction to the Alabama Supreme Court ruling on the fact that embryos are children? Yeah, I was all for it. We need to have more kids. We need to have an opportunity to do that. And it, I thought this was the right thing to do. But IVF is used to have more children. And right now, IVF services are paused at some of the clinics in Alabama. Are you concerned that this could impact people who are trying to have kids? Well, that's for that's for another conversation. People need to have that. We need more kids. We need the people to to have the opportunity to have kids. What do you say to the women right now in Alabama who no longer have access to IVF who will not as a result of this ruling? What do you say to them? Well, well, that's a hard one. It really is. It's really hard. Because, uh, again, you want people to have that opportunity. And, and that's what I was telling her. We need more kids. Uh, with all due respect, uh, what? What? So I had to start there. That's an Alabama senator who came out of a meeting and they asked him about this ruling and he clearly had no idea what is even going on. I pulled it from Dr. Julian Escobar's Instagram via MSNBC interview and it makes absolutely no sense. Now I'm going to read a post from Dr. Laura Shaheen at Pacific Northwest Fertility, who's also one of the heads of Doctors for Fertility. She breaks down exactly what the case is saying in a very simple way that most articles haven't been able to do. Here's what she says. The chaos created by the ruling from Alabama's Supreme Court last Friday continues as the third IVF clinic in the state announced today they are stopping IVF. It's the patients that suffer. 
Imagine for a moment making plans, overcoming odds to access a treatment that can help you have the baby you've dreamed of, only to find out this week that your cycle, your chance, has been canceled indefinitely. So she explains, reminder of what happened. Couples brought a wrongful death suit against a facility storing their frozen embryos, alleging that someone wandered into the fertility clinic through an unsecured door, opened the cryotank, that's where embryos and eggs are frozen and stored, removed and dropped embryos onto the floor, destroying them. Lower courts threw out the wrongful death suit because embryos did not qualify as children, okay? So the couple sued, claiming that there was a wrongful death in their cases of their children, and by children, they meant embryos. The Alabama Supreme Court upheld that the wrongful death law applied to all unborn children regardless of their location. In case you're wondering what motivated the majority opinion, Chief Justice Tom Parker wrote, Quote, even before birth, all human beings have the image of God and their lives cannot be destroyed without effacing his glory, end quote. Embryos are precious. They are hope, potential. They should be treated with respect and care, but this ruling has tremendous consequences. Dr. Shaheen continues, why would IVF stop in Alabama? Because of fear of legal and criminal charges against doctors and patients using embryos in any way that anyone would consider harmful to the embryo. And then Dr. Shaheen goes on to quote fertility doctors from the University of Alabama who spoke to NBC and said, we are saddened that this will impact our patient's attempt to have a baby through IVF, but we must evaluate the potential that our patients and our physicians could be prosecuted criminally or face punitive damages for following the standard of care for IVF treatment. And then she goes on to ask, did the Alabama Supreme Court realize that their decision would make it more difficult for people to have children? What happened to the couples who brought the lawsuit is awful, and they should be able to take action if they felt their embryos could have been protected from this loss. But what happens to them now? They most likely can't try IVF again without using more resources to leave the state. If embryos are children, is it harmful to freeze them, biopsy them? Is an embryologist responsible if an embryo doesn't survive a thaw? Okay, we've talked about this on the show before. You have to thaw the embryo before you transfer it. If it doesn't survive, did the embryologist kill the embryo? Is a doctor or patient responsible if the embryo doesn't implant? Can embryos be claimed as dependents for taxes, right? If you have 11 stored embryos, can you claim 11 children on your tax return? Most likely, states will carve out protection for IVF in order to appease the chaos happening now. That's a patch, but it doesn't fix the bigger problem on the attack of reproductive rights. Medical care is nuanced, and every law trying to dictate what happens in clinical care has resulted in chaos, confusion, and the patient's suffer. So just to clarify even further, that's the end of Dr. Shaheen's quote. It's the patients who suffer, right? Nobody in the court understands the implications of their decision. My guess is none of them have been through IVF. They're going with their Christian, male, old school, handmaid's tale values and making sure that those are the values that get put into place. Now I want to share with you some of my colleagues' responses. 
I am absolutely livid, and I cannot believe that we are living in a world where in Alabama, a 12-year-old rape victim will be forced to have a baby. But a person who wants to start a family and desperately wants a baby will now face brand new challenges because IVF is under attack. We are living in the absolute upside down. And if the mentality is going to become, well, that 12-year-old rape victim can just give that person who wants to have a baby the baby, then we have a serious problem. I mean, we have a serious problem regardless because this is so fucked up. Embryos are precious cells. They're very precious. They have the potential to turn into a baby. The potential that an embryo is not a child, is not a baby. They have a chance to become one. But anyone who knows even the smallest bit about IVF knows that an embryo is a chance for a baby. The concern here is that patients who are doing testing in Alabama, they might be forced to use embryos that they didn't want to use. They might not be allowed to freeze embryos and they might have to transfer everything they have. It might change how you do IVF where people will be freezing eggs and only creating embryos enough to transfer so they have none left over. Or what we're seeing now, IVF is going to halt completely. While trying to metabolize the Alabama ruling, I heard a few pithy quotes that distill my outrage. The first one says, a 14-year-old rape victim is forced to have a baby, but a 34-year-old woman struggling with fertility can't. Liz Plank. The next one says, no one understands more than fertility patients that embryos are not children. Resolve New England. And I'll close by saying, don't even get me started on maternity leave or lack thereof in America, as well as our childcare crisis. Please help me make it all make sense. Just like we don't want advice to relax while going through infertility, we don't want advice on what to do with our embryos. Like I've always said, your unsolicited and uneducated advice is not welcome when someone is going through infertility. That applies to friends, family members, and politicians. As an artist who paints embryos for a living, I feel compelled to speak out about the recent ruling in Alabama that equates embryos to children. While I understand the desire to protect the sanctity of life, it is important to recognize that embryos are not children. They are potential life, vessels of hope for those struggling with infertility. I believe that every person should have the right to make decisions about their own bodies and reproductive choices. The Alabama ruling undermines this fundamental right and could have serious consequences for those seeking fertility treatments. I will continue to paint embryos as symbols of hope and possibility, but it is crucial that we respect the distinction between embryos and children. Let's stand together to protect reproductive rights and make sure that everyone has the freedom to make their own choices. I am infuriated and disgusted and sick to my stomach about the Alabama ruling and everything that is happening beyond that. The implications of this are scary and maddening and infuriating. And I just want you all to know that we should stand together. We need to fight this. We need to keep talking about this. We need to just keep it together as women. We are the worst club with the best members. And 
I am hoping that this is not the beginning of some crazy turn of events, but I think together we can make a change. So I love you all. I'm supporting you all. IVF is amazing and I never want it. I never want to see it compromised. I never want to see it in peril. I would not have my son if it were not for IVF. So I love you all. A seed is not a flower. An egg is not a chicken. An embryo is not a baby. They are hope, but not promise. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I don't think people realize how much damage this can do. We are trying to increase access to care in our field, and this is doing a lot of steps in the opposite direction. Dear Alabama Supreme Court, I wouldn't know the magic of my son without IVF. And that embryo in the Petri dish didn't become a person until he took his first breath. With outrage, Jessica. Chief Justice Tom Parker wrote, and I quote, cannot be wrongfully destroyed without incurring the wrath of a holy God who views the destruction of his image as an affront to himself, end quote. Quoting Bible verses in a ruling is absolutely horrifying and dangerous. The separation of church and state is supposed to protect us all, and the government should not influence rulings based on religious beliefs. The ripple effect of Alabama's ruling puts IVF at risk in other states, influencing judges to follow suit and do the same. IVF, specifically embryo freezing, has helped so many people get pregnant, including myself, and it wasn't cheap. But it did allow me to have my embryos biopsied for genetic testing to increase my chances of pregnancy with a healthy embryo. So what does this ruling say about discarding abnormal embryos that would never be viable at transfer? Embryos that didn't make the thawing process. Embryos that don't make it to freezing after fertilization. What does this say about embryos that result in miscarriage after transfer or those that implant outside the uterus? Who is responsible then? What happens to the embryos that are in storage? What does this say for insurance companies who offer fertility coverage? If the state is classifying them as minors, then is the state covering storage fees, taxes? There are so many questions that arise with this absolutely irresponsible ruling. I leave you with this. Alabama has made that dream impossible. And I stand with resolve and the greater infertility community and organizations fighting to protect access to family building, the very access I had the privilege to take to have my own. I can't think of a better note to end on. So I hope you can consider each of these passionate, enraged, loving women who mostly use IVF to get to their babies. Science is a miracle. It's no less of a miracle than whatever you might believe God can do. God also aids in science. And I really hope that this episode inspires you to get involved. I'm participating in my third year of Advocacy Day with Resolve, the National Infertility Association. It's an extremely powerful day uh, that you can do from home. Everything's on Zoom. You can use your voice to make your opinion heard and protect reproductive rights. And if that's something you're interested in, shoot me a DM and I will get you set up with everything you need to get registered. I'd love you to be on my team too. 
quick shout out and thank you so much to all the people who contributed to this piece. Dr. Julian Escobar via MSNBC interview of Alabama Senator Tuberville, Monica Karen, Dr. Amy via PBS NewsHour, the amazing Molly Normand from Life After Birth, Kristen Dillon Snyder, Jamie Bleacher of The Glitter Enthusiast, Ali Prado of Infertile AF and Work of Art, Lara Ingram, Dr. Sahar Wertheimer of HRC, Jessica Weinstock of The Bearing All Project, Marilyn Gomez, and the quote from Dr. Laura Shaheen. I'm sending you lots of love. Rate, like, follow, and please share this episode so people understand what's going on. And I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.